Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Always good to be with you. And uh, you honor us with your presence and your loyalty to your country. That's what we stand for here, faith, family, and freedom. And uh, we're desperately trying to get back our country that's been overrun by Bolshevik communists. I'm not the only one using that term now, but I think I might have been one of the first. We have a terrific guest for you, and it's Paul Preston. It's been a while since we've had Paul on. He is, you know, the founder and president of the New California Movement. And we're going to review what that is very quickly and then talk about the progress. But we're also going to talk about voter fraud. I don't think it's capable. We're capable in the United States any longer in key elections, in swing states in particular, of ever having another free election the way things are. And we're going to get into that with Paul and more. But first, we have to let you know something. Have you heard about what's happening in Houston, right? The uh, uh, two million people that have to boil water and blah, 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 blah. And I've warned you, we've warned you, we've warned you, we've warned you. Expats living in China have now been told by the State Department you must have two weeks of supplies. Let's get down to what that is. That's food and that's water. Let me start with water filtration. Uh, do you think that Houston's going to be isolated, especially when they have roving blackouts? I don't think so. So what you need to be focusing on doing right now is getting the best water filter you can and that's the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. The research is at waterwithdave.com. They haven't raised prices, and they have a great sale, and you will save your own life. On the fifth day of a crisis, waterborne illnesses become the number one cause of death. So don't let that happen to you, waterwithdave.com. And along those same lines, well, let's see, we've got the... uh, train strike that's coming we've got uh, the trucker strike that's coming Newsom's trying to put the trucks out of business in California, I reported on that a couple of days ago Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your food supply is in peril, it's food and it's water and that's how you control a population, that's what the Bolshevik communists are doing out of D.C. so what do you got to do, you better get your emergency kit of food My Patriot Supply has a three month special three month special now, you know what comes there, folks? $250 off. They have not raised prices since 2018, and uh, they will deliver on time. They deliver accurately. They deliver quality product, 2,000 calories per day, 25-year shelf life. Everyone in your family needs this three-month emergency kit. And I'll tell you, have you noticed everyone's starting to talk about storable food again? Get ahead of the curve before the prices go up. Go to food 
foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com to go with the waterwithdave.com, and there you go. You'll have the two basic needs taken care of, and I got one more quick one for you. You have a nest egg. Right? $500, million, $5 million. You have a nest egg. Want to protect it? I would suggest right now that you call Noble Gold. I'm a customer of Noble Gold. You can be a customer of Noble Gold. But I have to say this. The FTC requires me to say, even though they didn't require FTX to say it, that past earnings are no guarantee of future earnings and every investment has an inherent risk. But Noble Gold can protect your nest egg in many, many different ways. They're working for me. And when the collapse comes, we can get through this pretty much intact. So, how do you get a hold of Noble Gold? 877-646-5347. 877-646-5347. Tell them Dave Hodges sent you. Well, Paul Preston really needs no introduction. He has one of the most popular and if not the most listened to digital radio shows in America, Agenda 21 Radio. In addition, as I indicated, he is the president and founder of the New California Movement. Oh my gosh, we need a new Arizona movement, but please don't give that job to me. I've already got bad people out looking for me right now as we speak. And so we need a new everything movement. Maybe we should have 100 states. We just break away from the old ones and let them wallow in their own excrement. We're here to talk to us about all of this, along with the voter fraud that's rampant, is Paul Preston. Paul, welcome to the show. Well, Dave, uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's really good to have you back on. But uh, have you been following what's happening in Maricopa County? Oh, yeah, intensely. It's uh, been uh, quite a little circus you have going on over there. I call Maricopa County the 59th county of California. (laughs) Explain that comment for those who don't know what you mean. Well, everything that's going on in Maricopa County goes on in all 58 counties of California right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, except our window, our window is 29 days after the election uh, for counting the ballots. I guess you guys have got a few more. Uh, days and a few, le- a few less days, but this uh, the whole two month election cycle is a little too much, don't you think? Well, it is. Uh, <laughs> the, in Arizona, they take as long to count the votes as needed to stuff the ballot boxes sufficiently to get the proper margin of victory. Um, yeah. yeah it, 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 let, let me tell you, I watched the Maricopa County feed the day that they certified the election, and they had public comment before, and no one supported them. Uh, they got up and just ripped the supervisors. But they had person after person say, I was disenfranchised. I was sent to a second facility. They wouldn't let me vote. Your people violated the law. You had long lines. Machines broke down. And yet you say you ran the machines 5 o'clock the night before. What happened at 7 a.m. the next day? And it happened in heavy Republican areas. And this is what they were hearing. And then, of course, they mixed good votes with bad votes. And we'll untangle all this. But I'm sure you've heard a lot of these things. And Maricopa County, despite all the evidence, despite all the problems with their election, the tens of thousands of people in Maricopa County that were disenfranchised and didn't get to vote because they had to leave and go to work or pick up their kids, they still certified the election, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I, this, is a, this is a dictatorship run amok. And I, I, hope, um, I hope that really is i was watching this whole charade because we've we've seen this year in and year out in california but um many of the public in arizona are not really quite used to the fact or comfortable with the fact that the dictators are here and telling them what they're going to do and being so smug about it and uh, i think this is the first glimpse that a lot of them really had to see uh, the arrogance coming from these supervisors 
And um, I think there's a great deal of anger that's about to be, befall them. And, uh, you know, because it, it's, they were very inappropriate with the public, even though they got a chance to speak, but it was only two minutes. Um, but there, he had some pretty good uh, speakers. He had really good uh, citizens that kept stuff up. Ben Burkwam really did a fantastic job. He brought up many of the things we know about your supervisors, how really dirty they are. And, of course, uh, the... the um, the F was it the X, FTX uh, situation is really bubbling over onto them. It bubbled over into Katie Hobbs and and also to Kelly. Well, uh, what do you what do you got way. on FTX and Katie Hobbs and Kelly? Tell us about that. Well, we know that uh, basically they're nonprofit. They're uh, nonprofits uh, that were dealing with FTX and uh, getting money um, was funneling money into their races. Um, that came out on the Gateway Pundit even. But we've been following um, Mr. Brinkman, Beard, or whatever his last name is, um, FTX. Uh, he's a Stanford. Uh, his dad's a Stanford guy. So is his mom. And so his mom. Yeah, they're, they're both behind this whole thing. Um, you also have um, um, another guy by the name of Wilson um, who's also behind it. And, of course, that's he's a very interesting person. And then you have the guy who used to be the um, prosecutor for the for the or the district attorney for San Francisco, remember him? Uh, who just got recalled? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. uh, uh, Bodine. Remember? Yeah. yeah, Bodine, and he happens to be Bill Ayers' adopted son. Now it's kind of interesting. He's all into the FTX thing too. Oh my, he's a partner. Um, yeah, he's a partner. I don't know if you share yeah. this view or not. Speaking of FTX. But um, we know FTX gave almost $39 million to Democratic candidates, but they also gave it to a Republican establishment. And right. uh, Mitch McConnell, who failed to fund properly eight senatorial races involving America First Republicans, uh, Kevin McCarthy, same kind of deal, Rona McDaniel, the head of the RNC, same kind of deal. So it goes on and on and on. And these elite are being paid off by groups like FTX and the Chinese to sabotage Republican uh, relations. Let me go back to Maricopa County, Paul, and I get your comment on this. Um, Bill Gates uh, of Maricopa County Supervisors. By the way, let me digress for a second. Did I ever tell you that I personally know Bill Gates? Yeah, you did. Yeah, he used to be my student. And he was a young man, and I knew him into adulthood. Um, we ran into each other several times, talked, and met his family. And, and, and he was a young man of great integrity. I know people say, what? Dave, are you crazy? No, he was. Uh, it, the, the most intelligent student I ever had at any level. And I had him a long time ago as his high school teacher. Uh, but I'm talking high school, college, graduate, all the things I've taught. He was the most intelligent. Uh, and he was also had the most integrity. Unfortunately, he's now surrounded by scum, and he has chosen to join the dark side. He contributes, and this goes to the point I was making about the Republican leadership. He and uh, Stephen Reischer, who's the Maricopa County uh, County Clerk and Recorder, they contribute to a fund a super PAC designed to unelect Republicans that identify with Trump or America first. Did you know that? Um, I knew some of that. But I didn't know that you gave me more details, but um, yeah, I knew about McCarthy and what he's been up to. But of course, the California Republican Party 
um, has benefited also by this, you know, in the California GOP, Cal GOP, as they call it, C-A-G-O-P. Mm-hmm. I call them the, the Vichy. The Vichy, <laughs> Vichy French GOP. from World War II, yep. Traitors. traitors. They're, 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 they're collaborative <laughs> traitors is what they are. That's a great analogy. And in fact, we've, we've dubbed the California uh, GOP as the California Communist Republican Party. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And they are. I mean, and you know, they, uh, we have a disaster out here in our legislature and in the government. Not only do we have a craven dictator in the form of Gavin Newsom, who still has the emergency powers from the COVID, uh, but we also have a legislature that hasn't stood up at all. There's 120 legislators, and not one of them has complained about Gavin Newsom except one, and that's Kevin Kiley, and he won the 3rd District Republican seat to Congress. Um, getting out of the Assembly of California. He's the only one who successfully sued Gavin Newsom, um, trying to get – had the the ballots in, the, in 2020, had them declared unconstitutional for the mail-in ballots that he issued an executive order for. It was uh, it was uh, taken up by a hard car court, and they, didn't, they uh, wouldn't let it stand. But it was still, nonetheless, um, the decision was rendered on November 2nd. If it had been rendered a week before, it may have stopped the entire election in California. Um, but, you know, just a little little side note. But one person, there's only one person, that's Kevin Kiley, who stood up after two years of legislative hearing, having a legislature in session. Um, we finally got one person, only one, only one, Dave. And everybody else was quieted because they have the election coming up. They want to make sure they, they get guaranteed. Um, not to ruffle anybody's feathers. All Democrats, uh, you got to remember that the balance of uh, Democrats in the U.S. Congress from California, you have 52 seats and only eight are Republicans. Hmm. In, uh, in the Assembly, there's uh, 40, in the Assembly, there's 80 uh, seats and 19 are Republican. And in the Senate, you've got uh, 40 and only nine are Republican. Yes, yeah, there's something wrong with the picture. No, I, I agree with you. There is something wrong with that picture. But you know, the other unspoken statistic, uh, Paul, is I can rent a U-Haul to go to California for dirt cheap, but if I try to rent a U-Haul to leave California, it costs me an arm and a leg. And that means people are voting with their feet. So, so when we look at voter fraud, we have to look at sheer numbers. And, and I'll go back to 2020. Anyone that was in Arizona know that knows that Trump got 70, 75% of the vote. There's just no way. I mean, they used to have uh, Democratic gatherings for Biden. Sometimes no one would show up. With Trump, he'd have 20, 25,000 people. They once had a caravan for Trump that went over 100 miles long. Uh, I'm not kidding. And and everyone knows Trump won Arizona. The other thing that we look at now, everyone knows Kerry Lake won Arizona. No one would have voted for Katie Hobbs. She wouldn't debate. She didn't come out of her basement. She's for open borders, sanctuary state of Arizona. She doesn't care if fentanyl kills our kids. Uh, she's, she talks like a 90s valley girl, and that's an accurate depiction. She can't say 10 intelligible words or vocabularies on a fifth grade level, and yet she beat Carrie Lake. Are you kidding me? No way. Paul, did I lose you? No, oh, yeah. You're just kind of taking it all in. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you yeah. know, Paul, let, let me add. I was talking to Doug Thornton, my friend from DHS, and we do the Doug and Dave Intel report. 
and and I'm I'm going through all the Maricopa County stuff, right? And Doug's XDHS, former combat veteran in Fallujah, um, and and he knows a lot. And he asked me, he says Dave, everything you're saying about Maricopa County, I know is true. I hear it from my own source. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time versus and and he uh, he said to me dave what's the answer to this rampant voter fraud there is not ever going to be a free election where it matters how would you answer that paul i was stumped i don't have an answer other than reach for the pitchfork well, you know, uh, we've done uh, quite a fabulous job out here in California by getting declarations and affidavits out on our on our county leaders yes. and elected officials and, and tapping that market. And it's we've got over 30,000 uh, declarations that have been pumped out so far. And we've had great success in getting a lot of them removed. So we, we've gotten uh, 13, up to 13 county clerk recorders that have either outright resigned to did not uh, go back for re-election or uh, just walked off the job. I was one person in one county, in Humboldt County. Uh, we we rather than uh, our, our, dec- our county chair up there was just marvelously smart. Um, he kind of knows a lot. He has a lot of political savvy. So rather than to serve the declarations in a bundle like we normally do, 
he, he said, I'm going to get to this guy. So he, he, he changed the declaration around a little bit and he just presented the letter to him with the data on it that we always use because we use the data from our data people about the numbers and we have the accurate numbers of the races. And so he presented him with the letter and the guy resigned that after. Oh my gosh. I mean, so that's called a clue. We know that they're dirty uh, when that sort of thing's sure, going on. Absolutely. And uh, it's, it's been uh, very, very successful, but you guys don't have anything like that over there. And I can see um, the frustration on the people's faces and, and of course, you, the problem that you have also is you've got um, people there in the sheriff's department that are all completely bought, bought off by George Soros. So the people are fit to be tied to have something done. But you know, if you at least get something done in terms of the affidavits and get affidavits laid down on these people, that has a very chilling effect on them. It really I'm, does. Uh, Mitt, I'm taking notes here as we speak because I know you're right. We've talked about this aspect before, and i got to see what I can do. Um, you know, I have contact with some people in the legislature. Most would prefer they're not known to be talking to me privately to give me info. Some some are okay with it, but um, I'll tell you who's really in tight with the Kerry Lake camp. Uh, Abe Amaday, the uh, attorney general that had his election stolen. Mark, uh, Mark Fincham, uh, secretary of state election to a criminal. I mean, a real criminal lost to him. Um uh, you know who's in tight with these people? Um, it's because of the good live streaming he did during the election. Charlie Kirk. Oh, really? Charlie Kirk is from the Valley. He's from the Phoenix area. Um, do, do you know Charlie Kirk or have contacts with him? No, I don't. We wanted him to come to a convention. It didn't quite, didn't quite work, work out. out. Okay. Uh, no, we we had, had we had Candace Owens at the convention. And so, well, that worked so out pretty well. <laughs> that worked out pretty <laughs> well did, with Candace. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, she, yeah. She's one of my favorites. But <laughs> l- let me tell you why I bring him up, though. I've seen him interacting with the powers that be in the Republican Party, and if there's going to be affidavits. It's, it's probably going to come from his camp because of his connections right now. Um, and I'm just thinking about the to follow your lead, which has been unbelievably successful. I, I think it's got to be Charlie Kirk, and uh, we got to put our heads together and get some contact with him. He's hard to reach. I reached out to him on, a, on, on something he needed info on. But I will tell you one thing in Charlie Kirk's favor, okay? I know he's controversial. But I got to tell you, the Washington Post came out at the behest of the Maricopa County supervisors and blamed all doubting of the Maricopa County election on Charlie Kirk's live streams. And the only thing he did was he had people come in and tell their story. They rejected my ballot four times. They sent me to a second facility where I was not allowed to vote. I had my wife count. I was number 651 in line. I waited three hours to vote, and they said, you were at a previous center, and you may not vote. I wasted the whole day and never got to vote. That's the kind of stories he brought on his show. And and this attracted the attention of many of the Republican candidates, including Kerry Lake. So I, I'm kind of thinking that's the conduit if we're going to get this going in Arizona. I, I, I think you're right on the money. Affidavits are the way to go. Talk about the mechanism. When a community says we've had enough of our political figures' corruption, how does this affidavit process work? Well, the process is that um, we've been very fortunate because we've had a trial 
attorney, um, a, a district attorney, a prosecutor, 25 years, uh, specialty was fraud. So he knows how to write up a, a, a dec. We call them declarations. Now we're we're not using the affidavits per se, except in special conditions. And of course, an affidavit would require um, a notary. Uh, but we've got declarations which are just as valuable as a in a court of law. And what a, de- a declaration does, it's a statement that uh, the basic idea is that the person that you look at that's a elected official, say a county supervisor, um, is not following the Constitution, which is a violation of his oath of office in co- to the Constitution, which is a felony, if proven. And it can be a fine. In fact, uh, it was proven in the court case in Pasadena, California, with big megachurch down there that Gavin Newsom had violated his oath of office in the the, the court fined him $1.3 million right on the spot. And they said, before the end of the day, you better have that money over to us. And so that, that's because he was found guilty of other violations, but also found guilty of violating uh, his oath of office. So these things can happen, and they do happen. Uh, but we use the oath of office as a segue into other violations that the people may have committed and of, of violations, including especially with elect- election law, which election law is not very well understood by sheriffs and the like. They don't you know, understand why they should be even enforcing election law because after all, they're sheriffs and they're supposed to do traffic stops. So that's bogus. Yeah, yeah. Sheriff's responsibility is actually to help out with this sort of thing. A crime is a crime, and they need to focus on that. But you'll, you'll get pushback from them because they don't want to get involved with it, but they need to. But the, the process itself is relatively simple. The, the declaration's about a three-point two maybe a page letter, um, maybe just three, depending upon what kind of language you use. And then um, there's statements, and the people have to agree to the statements about what is on the statements, what is in the declaration, what violations of law they've broken. Uh, They can sign on to it, and they sign it with penalty of perjury. And that becomes part of a package that we developed. We asked that the people get 100, 100 complaints from citizens about a particular sheriff, or and then we'll uh, take that down to the uh, um, take the declarations as we get as many as a hundred. In fact, we tell everybody if you want to do this, you have to give us a hundred declarations. Uh, we'll take those hundred declarations with uh, the cover letter that we write for them, specifically advising the the, the uh, sheriff of what we're doing, how we're doing it, uh, letting them know we know what their rights and responsibilities are to to actually follow through with the the uh, the whole process, and then they take the the documents, they give it to the person that they're claiming to have a problem with. They give them as much as ten days to respond uh, to the accusations. And that's an example with Tommy Gong. You know, his thing was, uh, you broke the law uh, because you violated you know election code section blah blah blah, and of course those are felonies. And of course, if he doesn't answer to that, it's a good, it's as good as an admission that he did. That's what a lot of people don't understand. But you, you go to where you think you can get those signatures, uh, you get the signatures, and then you'll, you, you're ready for bear. You'll get your um, case number. That's another thing that's very important. You get a case number. But you'll also get a lot of fat, <laughs> a lot of fat for life. But um, this is the way it's done. And um, we then, like I said, we package them up. We take them into the sheriff. We make an appointment to talk to the sheriff. And we, we get a case number. We want them to start an investigation and we've been very very fortunate that we've gotten several investigations started that way we still have and we have numerous case numbers so we're 
in the process right now of uh, setting up appointments with the sheriff so our people can go in and do a formal presentment, and talk about the charges and the crimes. But we have several active cases, as many as eight right now, in uh, involving sheriffs and other assorted individuals. Um, and how many signatures do you recommend that uh, these uh, declarations or affidavits contain? Well, it's a matter of um, <clears throat> just getting one signature per affidavit. So you're going to need 100 affidavits at minimum to trigger probable cause by the sheriff. You need a, is, is that pretty universal across the country? No, it's only universal in New California. The reason is that um, we universalized it because the reason is is that we were asking the various sheriffs, what you know, what should we go on these? And they all say, well, 10, 10 days is enough and all that good stuff. And we say, well, what about 20? And But we have found since then that um, most of the cases that are brought forward, there is some t- at least 10-day period that had been looked at. And, of course, now with water, you know, things like that, it's a little bit different. And uh, we're more than happy to share our rights responsibility with the rest of the world. Um, but I I think this is the way to go for Arizona. I've been saying that for years, and I, I, I can sense the angst with everybody, uh, and I really empathize with it, because you're, these are totalitarians that you're dealing with. They're not a Democrat or a Republican. And the Republicans are the worst, by the way, because... You would think they wouldn't be doing things that they're doing. Well, like you that, mean going against are. America First candidates with these super PACs? <clears throat> yeah, I don't. And you know, the, the America First candidates are true, but we have a lot of candidates out here that are really strong candidates <clears throat> that aren't America First candidates. But the, um, the Republican Party turning their backs on them. Same thing. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll, I want to get your opinion on how this should be handled. Okay, I'm speaking about Cochise County, and for those across the country that aren't familiar with the county geographic locations in Arizona, um, this is on the border with Arizona, high trafficking area, high fentanyl cartels everywhere. Okay, now I'm going to lay out a fact, couple facts here, and then I'm going to tell Paul about this situation and ask how it should be dealt with. And then I'm going to forward it to the proper Arizona people who I think can do something about this. Now, um, Katie Hobbs, who's technically the governor-elect, although fraud is certainly in question, and her opponent, Carrie Lake, is sued. But Katie Hobbs is the current Secretary of State in Arizona. I mean, she's in charge of state elections. Carrie Lake repeatedly told her she needed to recuse herself because it was a conflict of interest. Of course. You're running for a higher office than the one you're in, but you control the elections? Of course it's a conflict of interest. And listen to this, Paul. Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs sued a Republican-controlled county on Monday after it refused to certify the election results by the state statutory rules. The lawsuit filed at Arizona Superior Court aims to compel the Cochise Board of Supervisors to certify the election. Their position is Maricopa County, which is 62% of the vote in Arizona, was so compromised that it disenfranchised Republican voters in their own county. Mojave County is doing something similar, but they've not yet been sued. Mojave County borders Nevada in northern Arizona, opposite end of the state. Now, obviously, Paul, this is a huge conflict of interest. 
Katie Hobbs is acting in her own behalf and misusing her office for her own personal gain uh, to force this election through. What do you recommend the course of action to be for the Cochise Board of Supervisors and their citizens? Well, I think what they ought to do um, is if there's going to be any kind of lawsuit filed by Katie Hobbs, they need to do a countersuit immediately and go after her. But they, listen, those county supervisors in those counties have a responsibility to the people, and they should they know that. They have a responsibility to protect their people, not only from the federal government, but also from state government and the overreach of state government. You know, we have this thing called the lesser magistrate, and, you know, even though the county supervisors are in a position of only their own county, that doesn't mean that they can't be performing the protective abilities and capabilities of elected officials uh, to protect their public and the best interest of the public. The sheriff does that. The sheriff is a sovereign, the sheriff is a sovereign of the county, and he will protect against the overreach of the state and or the federal government or anybody else who wants to come in and interfere. And uh, I think certainly the sheriff should be engaged with this, and uh, I think that these people need to continue to stand strong. And if they come down from the state and want to take their machines, forget it. They're not going to take them. Don't let them have access. Because I think what they'll do is change everything around. Of course they will. They'll come in with their uh, Dominion agents and uh, try and get everything off the tabulators and come up with their own calculations. Yeah, Dominion. Uh, I think we're better off just. I'm sorry, Paul, but Dominion, just so the listeners know, in case you're not familiar, Dominion's the name of the voting machine company that's been so much in question. Um, There's another piece of history here that I think might color your answer to some degree, Paul. Uh, Before the election, Cochise County came out and said after the The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. They have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Machines are done tabulating. We are going to conduct a hand count to verify accuracy. In another major conflict of interest, Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State, uh, again, ruling on her own governor election, she said, if you try to hand count following the machine count, we will sue you. Isn't that amazing? They didn't say they were substituting hand counts for the machine count. They just said, we're going to verify it. Doesn't a county have the right to verify their own elections? They do. Well, that's the reason why they certify them before they send it to the state. There you go. <laughs> you know, and this is this is um, sheer coercion is what it is. And what they really are doing, and, and they're working in concert uh, with other counties throughout the United States, California in particular, but also within their own state, and uh, perhaps even more in the Midwest, like uh, uh, Oklahoma. They might be working with people over in Oklahoma. They might be working with people in Texas um, or even New Mexico to make sure that they've got all the coordination of all the races that balance out by the way of the algorithm because you know you, they might be stealing out the votes if you will electronic votes from another state and using them putting them in place and in, in uh, the location where they want to use them in, in um, 
you know, in, in their state. So this is this is something I think is very grave and very egregious, and I think the, the people in the county need to stand strong behind yeah, them. Yeah, I agree with you. Stand up against, they need to stand up against the state because this is a criminal activity. What I'm trying to get to is out here, um, we're doing, we're going to do a RICO law, lawsuit and invoke RICO statutes. Um, it's obvious what it, this is when you break it down. Before before yeah, we leave Cochise that, County, I want to go to the RICO next. Okay, hold that thought just for a second. Yeah. But I want to read to you a quote from Katie Hobbs in, in her intended action to sue. Absent a court's intervention, the Secretary will have no choice but to complete the statewide canvas by December 8th without Cochise County votes included, the lawsuit states. Thus, the board's inaction not only violates the plain language of the statute, and I think that's open to interpretation, but also undermines a basic tenet of free and fair elections. Wait a minute. If you have one-third of the machines go down in Maricopa County and you have tens of thousands of people disenfranchised and couldn't vote, uh, how is that a free and fair election? See, they could be challenged on that basis. I'm going to get your opinion on this. But then she goes on to say, um, she said, I'll deny basically Cochise County's votes if they don't go ahead and certify. How could she get away with this? Well, she can't. I don't think she can. I think that the uh, county needs to, uh, you know, and get. She's trying to bully the county into caving. Obviously, I think uh, good attorneys will turn turn her. Uh, she's got all the right, or the county has the rights to uh, put her uh, in check, if you will, and they should. They should tell, write a letter saying thank you, but we're going to take care of our own business and don't interfere any longer in our county business. Yeah, like I said, their position is that Maricopa County disenfranchised so many Republican voters. They feel like their election results have been disenfranchised because of the sheer numbers involved. And I agree. Let me tell you one thing I learned about Yavapai <clears throat> County, which is uh, Prescott, Arizona, about hour and a half north of Phoenix. In that election in 2020, what they found was many votes were siphoned off, even though Trump easily won in that heavy Demo- uh, Republic- a heavy Republican area. But those votes were siphoned off. They estimate about ten thousand votes were stolen out of Yavapai County, um, and and so this is what Cochise County is alleging. Um, and I and I think they're right on the money with this. I hope they stand their ground. Um, in fact, actually, I'm going to be contacting them tomorrow, which is why I'm asking you these questions tonight and i think i know what course of action we're going to take with this so let's let's go to the next thing you want to talk about here and let's go back to that okay which one which oh which there's so many <laughs> there's so many um well everyone's a big thing <laughs> I, okay, here's New California. Yeah. Is that what you well, want? Well, I'm going to ask you a general question, though, too. <clears throat> During the election, when uh, um, people were coming out, I'll, I'll give you the Arizona example again because this is what I saw the most. Mark Fincham went to Trump's rally on January 6th. He did not go to the Capitol, he did not enter, he did not encourage anybody, but they were running ads that said, he was the mastermind of the attempted sedition in January 6th. The mastermind. And he wasn't even there. And I said, why isn't the Republican Party suing the people who sponsored this ad for defamation? Because clearly it's a lie. Now, when you sue a public figure, you know, it's a harder thing to do because you got to prove they knew they were lying when they said it. But that's an easy lie to prove. And then that's when FTX broke. 
And I just want people to hear this. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Paul's telling you and I'm telling you that the Republican leadership has been bought off by the FTX people, by the Communist Chinese and George Soros, all working for the same interests, and they are working in concert with the Democrats to destroy any hope of Trump getting reelected and any hope of America First candidates being elected to restore the Constitution. Paul, do you agree with that statement? The only thing that you didn't plug in there is that the, the 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 GOP and the Rhino Republicans are also heavily involved with this. They're side by side with the yeah. Democratic Party. Yeah. Okay, they're absolutely side by side. Now here in California, it's a um, it's a puke fest all over the California GOP. They are just re- despicable in terms of their activities towards really really good. They weren't Ameri- I have we have a lot of disenfranchised candidates really, really strong conservative Republicans that were not America first. They're just your standard, really strong conservatives. But they all got taken out at the primary. They were all primaried out. And the selected ones that the cartels out of San Diego groom year over year over year to be selected into the offices, they all, of course, won. And we've been seeing this now repeatedly, year in and year out. But, you know, the the other part of it, Take Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's from Bakersfield out here. He is not popular in California. Absolutely not. People detest him out here. But, you know, he was he was taking that money, FTX, and he was using it uh, all over the place. Now, of course, you have Katie Hobbs and you have Mark Kelly that have been, that have been implicated in all this. But, you know, you also, you know, what about Wendy Rogers? Tell me about Wendy. Did she one. take yeah, FTX? Wendy, Wendy Rogers. Oh, sure. And Wendy Rogers, of course, what did she do? Remember, Dave, she was out there prancing around the countryside saying, oh, we should have an audit, we should have an audit, but she never stayed home in Arizona oh, to make the audit happen. You know what? She was put in control of Bitcoin crypto yeah. in Arizona by uh, Karen Fan, who totally botched the audit. Yeah, and what happened was is that she was putting, what I heard she was putting um, uh, in charge of a committee or uh, crypto, crypto coins and stuff, the, the, the crypto committee, I guess you could call it. Um, so she got a favorable treatment. By the by, the way, when we did our audit of the uh, numbers and the votes for Arizona, we used her election because it was obvious they did not taint her with an algorithm. So she got a pure um, a, a pass on everything. She, she won by a sizable number because she was a Republican. So she was one of the case studies along with your... Uh, the per- oh. the guy who had the perfect score, your uh, mining inspector and in- instructor, whatever he was. Oh my gosh! Um, remember, there was there was nobody for him to compete against, so the algorithm couldn't be used, and so we got a straight was a straight vote uh, in terms of understanding the the basis numbers, uh, so that we could plug that into our algorithm, and that's why we say that um, you know we went to the Arizona thing. I wrote an article called Arizona by the Numbers. And we explained all these numbers. We laid it. That's how come uh, um, Gateway Pundit and everybody else picked this whole thing up about your minor um, is because we wrote about it. We nailed it. You had 1.6 million votes. Katie Hobbs had 1.2. Now, he's all the way down on the bottom of the ballot. Why do you think the the Republicans on the way down to vote for him with 1.6 million? Wouldn't bother uh, voting for uh, Carrie uh, Lake. Yeah, well, are you kidding the me? Mining, yeah, okay. Now I get where you're going with this. Kimberly Yee 
who was the only Republican. Oh, she's another one. She's the only one that won major uh, state office as the treasurer. And I, I believe she got a total of 100,000 more votes in her election than voted in the governor's election involving Carrie Lake and, and Katie Hobbs. So in other words, what you're telling me, uh, Arizona and Bill Gates and Mark and Stephen Reischer, is that more people were interested in the state treasurer's office than they were in the high-profile governor's yeah. office. That makes no sense. You've got 100,000 missing votes to account for, and they haven't done it. Is 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 that where you're going with this? Because I agree with you. Yeah, that's no. That was the the crux of our story. Okay. We sent it to Gateway Pundit, and they printed it. And uh, we had all the numbers. We ran all the algorithms, had all the numbers there, and uh, we used their numbers, of course, because a, a ballot is different from a vote. Yeah, a ballot is a one to one. Um, they fractionate their votes out. I'm going to put this out because you know I have the algorithm too, Paul. You, you know, yeah, I know that. Okay, and we're not going to talk about how because it would endanger somebody. But, but we have the algorithm too, and we know how the votes are weighted Democrat Republican, and it looks like it was worse in 2022 than 2020. Um, and so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this to you because Charlie Kirk has the ear of so many of these people. Okay. And I sent him the algorithm. He didn't respond. And I think I'm just one of the many that got lost in the sea of uh, avalanche of emails. And I don't know him. Um, ladies and gentlemen, contact him. Tell him to contact Dave Hodges at the Common Sense Show, um, dot com. That's our email uh, for the show. And tell him that Dave Hodges has the algorithms. Paul Preston, Agenda 21 Radio, has the algorithms. And we also know, at least Paul does, and I'm learning, how to exercise affidavits to put this to work in this problem. So please, yeah, I'm asking all of you right now to reach it. out, and he can either contact yeah. me or he can contact Paul. Yeah, I, I really hope everybody in Arizona gets on board with this because it's a, it's, a, it's a great way to solve start to solve your problem. But right now, you're not going to solve it until you have some violence, and that's not good. That's not going to work. That's the road they want you to go. I, I think what's going to happen, Paul. I don't. I don't see the pitchforks coming out. I think it's going to be the great indifference. We'll go from record voter turnouts to the lowest ever because people are going to go, "What the hell?" We've had how many elections do we have to have stolen to know there's a problem? They're yeah. going to give up. I think well, people are going to give up. They feel disenfranchised from the system. The system's corrupt. They're just hoping to scrape by and make ends meet. And and then there's the great unwashed. There's fifty, sixty percent of us. That God bless them, and I do mean that sincerely, but they're just so uninvolved, they don't understand uh, the implications of what we're dealing with. We're going through a communist takeover right now, and they're uh, subjugating the right to vote to change process, so we can't stop this communist takeover. Do you agree with that assessment, Paul? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to uh, give up at all. Yeah. Um, we're going to do everything we can to fight the system, fight them, yeah. and we're, we're it's winning for us. New California is going to stand up as a state real soon, and um, we've watched the process work and match rate, and here we are. Uh, you'll be surprised at what will happen in January as we send people off to Congress. So that's going to happen. Well, California held its Republican gains from 2020 which was fantastic. And I think a lot of what you're doing, in fact, I, I said that, I don't know if you heard this or not, I don't know if this got back to you or not, but I publicly declared more than once on my show that if you want to know why California held the line and we have minimal control of the uh, of the House, 
It's because of Paul Preston's work with New California. It followed in line with what he's doing. <clears throat> so I want to give credit where yep. credit's due here, Paul, because this turnaround here um, and the fact that people were able to hang on to those leads and didn't get killed by fake ballots at midnight, um, I, I think I, you have a lot to do with that. Well, thank you. And, um, you know, we there's a lot of work to be done in Arizona in these declarations slash affidavits because they're, they're both truth documents. One can be done without a, a, a notary, and the other one can be done with a notary. But um, get this process started. It works. It works. And uh, the Arizona should be jumping all over this one by, before the next election. You'll have a lot of things going on um, within your own elected officials even before the next election because they're not going to be wanting to get any of those declarations served on them. Let me tell you, I get the call all the time. Hey, Paul, I really don't want you to serve the declarations. I said, look, did you vote for COVID money? Well, yeah. I said, you're getting your declaration, brother. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I, At what level would you recommend in Arizona that it's delivered? City council, county clerk and recorder, supervisors, governor, what would you recommend? Anybody who benefited by it, that could be from your city council to the governor. Well, how about the conflicts of interest I just read over the air uh, about 15 minutes ago with Katie Hobbs misusing her secretary of state position to help her governor's run? Is that worthy of an affidavit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. How many signatures would you recommend? Um, I always go with 100 declarations uh, being signed or affidavits being signed, 100. I'll tell you why, because... When you what what you want to do with these is you want to pre, you're going to ask this the person you're serving these declarations on to respond. We give them five days to respond, and after that, we're taking all that to the sheriff, and we're going to uh, print up a nice sheet. It's a cover sheet, list for him uh, or her the violations involved, and then you present it to him. Now, the evidence is overwhelming if you have even one, but the problem is. They're not going to look at it if you only have one declaration, but they will look at it if you've got a hundred. Okay, so do now, the hundred declarations all say the same thing? Yes, except we like to have a written statement uh, on one of the lines so people can be specific about uh, what violation they're talking about in their own personal experience. And the reason why we do that is because investigators like original content on those documents. Okay, so what we need to tell people like Charlie Kirk is use your sphere of influence to get affidavits served on Bill Gates and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, right? Yeah. Okay. See, we used our our, our sphere the uh, the sphere of influence is being used by the um, you know by our counties. We have 56 counties that we have available to us. I can get an intelligence report on the county, the state of California, within 10 minutes from at least 30-some counties. That's amazing. You're, you're, well, we you're have so far ahead of the curve. You really are. You know, you're making progress in California, which is infinitely harder than what's going on in Arizona. In California, at least there's a level of sophistication of fraud. In Arizona, it's just blatant, arrogant, in your face. We don't care what you know. We're just going to deny it. And I know. Uh, it's amazing. I know. Uh, you know, the really, I'll say this. The Board of Supervisors in Maricopa County aren't smart enough to pour piss out of a boot. Uh, and they just sit there and go, most free and fair election ever. Shut up. Go away. 
and and yet their their criminality and they're criminally liable for what they've done. I've I've talked to a couple mm-hmm. of, of election lawyers, and they tell me that the board of supervisors is criminally liable for what happened. Not that the fact there has to be an election redo, but they could go to jail if we had true justice. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, obviously that's true. It's absolutely true. Did you ever think? Five years ago, we'd be in the hellhole we are right now. Um, yes and no. I could see it coming. Um, did I think it was going to happen? I did not think it was going to happen. But here we are in it. But we have options to get out of it. That's true. We just have to execute execute the options. We need a clone called Paul Preston, too. To be in to yeah. be in Arizona, and to be in Wisconsin, and to be in Michigan, you know. Tell me how Tudor lost to Gretchen Whitmer. Is that a head scratcher for you? Well, the the ballots were um, the, the ballot processing, all the the uh, algorithm work uh, on Whitmer's side. Well, that's that's a fact. They released two hundred and seventy thousand unverified ballots to the Democrats. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. And Whitmer, she's the one. She declared everyone must be locked down because of COVID. Why her and her husband went sailing uh, over Memorial Day weekend in 2020? Yeah, why not? I mean, <laughs> I know it's because she can. I, I, the rest of us peons can't. She marches through the streets with Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and yet they elect her as governor. I can't even believe. You know what's amazing to me is in Flint, Michigan. The Muslim population rose up together as one and says, you're, you're going to stop sexualizing our kids, Whitmer. We're not putting up with this first graders learning about oral sex, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and the Muslims stood up and said, no more. And they said, we're voting Republican. And I thought, uh-oh, Tudor might win. But the fix was in all the way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Does Warnock the fix was in all does the way. Warnock steal the election uh, in the runoff in Georgia? He could. Uh, he could very well. I hope not, but he could very well. You try to run over your wife, and nothing happens to you. <laughs> That's amazing. Have you seen Have you seen that wife's declaration on video? No. Okay, no. she's there. She's frantic. This has just happened. And she had a friend videotape, and she just loses it emotionally. I mean, she's well-spoken, but she's so emotional. He just tried to run over me, and people just don't know who he really is, and he intimidates me, he's bullied me, he's abused me, blah, 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 blah. He just tried to run over me. Uh, If you and I did that, Paul, with our spouse, do you think there's a fair chance that the police would come out and arrest us? No. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, and Warnock's Not already guilty all. of obstruction of justice for child abuse at one of his uh, youth centers. Yeah, I know. It's just it never ends. It just never ends. It's just like Satan has descended on our country and controls all these people. It's just it's baffling. Oh my gosh, um, what's it going to take? Tell the people succinctly for New California to become the fifty-first state. Okay. Well, What's it uh, take? this week, this week, uh, it's going to take our paperwork. This week, we're putting out a declaration of truth about um, about the state of California, and it's a, it's a definite pulling away and staying away from the public. We're also putting out a declaration of default on the second, which is Friday, um, about the financial situation in California. We've already set up the reorganized 
um, New Cal- or California state government, and New California has actually gone to the, Cal- the restored government and asked for the resolutions to be passed, which we granted. So we're moving our resolutions now, the two that we've got, one from the Assembly, one from the Senate, we're moving that to the Speaker of the House so that we can get busy and get working on a state starting in January. Oh, boy. When's your next convention? Oh, the next convention is the 12th through the 15th. Of? Actually, it'll be the 14th but of January. Oh. Okay. Summertime. Me and the missus are going to come out when you do it. You've had such great guests. Tell people some of the guests you've had at your conventions. My favorite was Mike Huckabee. Mike, well, that's been my all-timer. You know, Mike Huckabee, and then we had Dinesh D'Souza, who was fantastic, and then we had, um, you know, we've had um, Candace Owens three times, actually, because we had two fundraisers going into the convention when we had her there, and she was there there with uh, Dinesh D'Souza. And Dinesh D'Souza was just incredible because he came uh, really as an outsider to New California uh, because somebody who sponsored one of his movies made him come to our convention because, you know, he, because he paid, she, they paid for his movie, he was going to come. And so um, he kind of got, got up there at the first part and he just kind of hemmed and hawed and, and told his story and everything. And so he sat down and we're, we're going to have dinner. But uh, as it turned out, um, some of the other speakers started speaking and asking questions. And I, I was looking at him in the back of the room, and I can just see him in thinking, you know, just taking it all in. Like, what are these people talking about when they talk about the Constitution, the Declaration, Article this and Article that? And, you know, you can just see him. And suddenly, he got up and asked a question, and I, I said, yeah. And he, he said, well, how is this all going to play out about New California? And I said, well, you know, I kind of gave him a short spiel. And so he said, well, can I come up and talk again? And I said, well, sure. So he walks up, and, and he, he had consumed the information. And he came out and just said, you guys have got to do this, yeah. this new California. It's going to save the name. I mean, he had just, he gave us another hour of speaking. It was wonderful, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely two, thing, two things that, are, that you're so right on the money here. Dinesh D'Souza's movie had the highest level of statistical proof I've ever seen for fraud. He put this at such a high level, no one could argue about what happened. And then um, his intelligence, his ability to grasp facts, uh, that's a great ally. But i got to tell you, Mike... Um, Huckabee told me when we had, we have lunch all at the same table. Uh, he told me he said this is the most important movement going on in the country right now, and uh, and, and he's right. He's absolutely right. I was so glad to see his daughter get elected. Paul, we got about forty five seconds left. I want you to tell people about um, your radio show, Agenda Twenty One Radio, and how they can listen. Well, uh, you can go to Agenda Twenty One Radio dot news or a twenty one r dot com, and that's where we have the the website. And you can click on any number of the services that we have there. We we have we're on Rumble Live, we're on BitChute Live, we're on Twitch Live, Facebook and Twitter, all live TV. So you can catch up on the action there. We're also on Red State Talk Radio. The Talk Monster emanates from Washington D.C. from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific. I'm on Red State too. So we have yeah. great. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I was listening to one of your shows the other night. Um, but anyway, it's a it's a great uh, avenue. We get about half a million listeners every day. Uh, really enjoy that, and uh, you know we're really starting to really get popular because as I've sat here, Dave, 
uh, inter- being interviewed with you, I got 20 people sign up for New California. Oh, it's incredible. 20 it's people. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, I'm sorry I can't make the January, but I'll be at the next one. Paul, I really appreciate you being with us. This was so informative. We've given people avenues to take action, and I'm going to yeah. follow up. And yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Kirk, contact yeah. Dave Hodges or Paul Preston. You got the info. Thanks, yeah. Paul. That's right. Take care. Thank you, Dave. Okay, bye. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.